and prosperity will put you on top. And you would be in control of your world. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 29, this is Jesus speaking. How can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house? What is the spiritual principle here? The spiritual principle is the stronger one rules. If you are stronger than sickness and disease, then you rule. If sickness and disease is stronger than you, then they rule. It's very important. If you are higher than poverty, then you are prosperous. But if you, if you allow the demons of poverty to rule over you, then you become his captive. What am I saying? If you were not the victor, then you will be the victim. The Bible is the strong man's gospel. So study, pray, serve, learn, grow, and you will live a powerful and successful life. Well, God compares us to lions and eagles. Amen? The lamb is upon the throne, not defeated. The gospel is the good news. The good news is the message of victory. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The good news is the message of victory. So stop being religious, but be real and be victorious and triumphant. Psalm 23 verse 4, I will fear no evil for you are with me. That's David. That's his voice speaking. He chose not to be weak. He chose not to be in fear. Isaiah 54 verse 7. Isaiah 54 verse 17. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. This is the voice of the prophet. This is the prophetic voice of God. Every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment you shall condemn. That is prayer. Praying against the enemy. Condemning all the works of the devil. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. It's time to serve him. It's time to be completely give yourself to him. To be completely dedicated to the Lord your God. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Well, these scriptures are very real to me and they are more precious than diamonds and gold to me. The matter of the fact is, it doesn't matter what you think of me. My righteousness is of the Lord. I live by him. I live through him. I live for him. Amen. And I am God's blessing to you. That's freedom. It doesn't mean that I don't go to the Lord. It doesn't mean that I don't reflect on myself. But I am not victimized. I'm not traumatized. Amen. And I'm not in bondage. That's the key. Proverbs 30, 30. A lion 
A lion, which is strongest among bees and turns not away for any. Well, when you see a lion charging head on, you better stay away. Amen. Amen. God is the lion. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. So you are a lion too. The righteous is bold as a lion. So rebuke, cast out the spirit of scrupulosity, the spirit of timidity and self-doubt and inferiority. I rebuke that. I cast that out from all of you in Jesus name. Why do lions roar? Lions roar to warn the intruders to stay away. Lions roar to warn of the trespassers from their territory. Of all the wild cats, lions' roars are the loudest. And they can be heard up to five miles away, and they are as loud as 114 decibels. Decibels. So that is louder than a music concert, and it's almost as loud as a jet plane at takeoff. A lion's roar is a powerful thing. A lion's intimidating roar is the power to paralyze its prey. When you have faith in your voice, you are like a roaring lion to your enemy. It's not just what you say. It's the quality of your voice that matters. Your commands send shivers down the enemy's spine. Isaiah 45 verse 11. This is God speaking. Concerning the work of my hands command you me. It's not religiously bagging, but commanding the work of the Lord against the enemy. God is working through us, his believers, to command his enemies to get off, to get out. Jesus said, cast out devils, not to beg God to remove them for you. Well, somebody said, what if I forget to say in Jesus' name, will God be angry with me? Will the devils jump on me? Listen to my answer. No. A hundred times no. In Jesus' name, it's not those words that you say. It's the life that you live. It's who's on the inside of you. So be secure in Christ Jesus. No fear. Let's get back to the conquering faith. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. The Amplified Bible says, A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent seal and intense exertion. If you look at Romans chapter 8, verse 37. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. The word conqueror means to gain a surpassing victory, to gain a decisive victory, a thorough conquest. Amen. Glory be to God. It's not just to touch. No, it's a thorough conquest. To understand faith is to grow in faith. And that's why it's so important for us to listen to the teachings on faith. 
Because you can never believe and use what you don't understand. In all you're getting, get understanding. Even if I were to put a mighty weapon in your hand, the weapon is as good as the knowledge of the one using it. So let's get into the understanding of the conquering faith. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 33 to 35. Hebrews eleven thirty-three to 35. I need your attention so that the word of God can be sown into your spirit, into the center of your heart. Who through faith subdued kingdoms? This is referring to Joshua. Joshua conquered the inhabitants of the land of Canaan after Moses. Worked righteousness. Remember how David said, touch not my anointed. He followed that. He followed God's command to touch not Saul. Even when he was given the opportunity to. Obtained promises. Remember Caleb. He had another spirit. He obtained the promised land. Stop the mouths of lions. Remember Daniel in the lion's den. Shutting the mouths of the lions. Quench the violence of fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The fires in the fiery furnace, though it had been heated up more than seven times, could not touch them. They came out unsinged, didn't even smell like they had been in the fire. Escaped the edge of the sword. Moses, he named his son Eliezer, meaning that God had helped him to escape the sword of Pharaoh. Out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. This is referring to Gideon, how he was changed from a coward to a hero. Women received the dead raised alive again. Remember the widow with Elijah. Her son was brought back to life. And the Shunammite woman with Elisha. Her son was also brought back to life. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 39. And all these having obtained a good testimony through faith. Would you like to have testimonies in your life? Then use your conquering faith. Faith will give you testimonies and testimonies and testimonies. Amen. So write down your testimonies and share them and tell them. Amen. To the people around you. Amen. I want you to notice that all these people, they were not religious figures. They were real historical people. Their acts were real acts of daily living. They had to do that, some of them, just for survival. Israel always had to survive as an ethnos, as a nation, all the time, even now. So when we talk about the conquering faith, we're talking about what you need to use on a daily basis. It's real, it's practical. 
Amen. Christianity is never a religion. Christianity is daily living with God. Let's look at the works of faith that we read just now. Number one, faith causes you to be the person that God has created you to be. Faith resides in your heart. Romans 10.10, for with the heart man believeth, right? Amen. So a person of faith is very different from a person without faith. Simon The word actually means reeds, blown about by every wind of doctrine, every kind of wind that comes from the surroundings. So that kind of person is unstable, irresolute, nervous, anxious, and vulnerable. So you don't want to be like that. And that's why God changed Simon into Peter. Which means petros, strong, a strong piece of rock, weighty, solid, grounded, determined, sure, and clear. Faith makes you a person of substance and principles, values, integrity, positivity, joy, and victory. Faith makes your life fruitful. Because your heart of faith is the soil where the roots of the word grow and produce for you a harvest. Number two, faith makes you do. Faith is not a talk show. Faith compels actions. Why? Faith is alive. It's breathing and pulsating. Is a living and thriving force. Faith is a force. James chapter 2 verse 18. I will show you my faith by my works. Not premeditated works. But works that's birthed by faith. Faith shows in your looks, your word, your attitude, your outlook. Faith is all over you. Faith even shows up in your dreams. I remember once I had a nightmare and faith pulled me out of that nightmare and caused me to rebuke and to cast out those demons. Faith always obtains. This is number three. First Corinthians chapter nine, verse 24, run that you may obtain. Remember, our God is not the God of empty words. God wants you to obtain the prize. Hebrews chapter 11, verse two, for by faith, the elders obtained a good report. The Bible is not empty words. We're not talking about empty rhetoric, philosophies, contemplations, rituals, and, and ceremonies. No. John chapter 1, verse 1. The Word was God. Amen. So the Word is God. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Faith is the substance, is the evidence showing us that the truth is actually translated as also reality. Heaven's truth, heaven's reality works all the time. 
And faith gives the truth or the reality or the word manifestations, expressions in the realm of the natural. What do I mean? By faith, the healing virtue came and stopped the woman from bleeding. She had been bleeding for 12 years. Jesus said, your faith had made you whole. By faith, life came back to the mother's son in the coffin. By faith, the eyes that were born blind were opened and functioned like normal. By faith, Paul shook off the deadly toxic serpent from his arm. And he stayed unharmed. So can I encourage you to write down the testimonies in your life. And thank God for them. And tell others about them. Then more will be given to you. I want you to look at the woman who ignored God's word. First Kings chapter 17 verse 9. I have commanded a widow, I've commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. God spoke to Elijah. Now let's look at that widow. If God said that he had commanded the widow to feed Elijah, so surely that woman had heard God. Because God did not lie. He doesn't lie. So what happened to the woman? She dismissed that voice. She ignored it and she held on to her poverty mentality and she lived her life like the rest of her community, like her neighbors. And actually she was preparing a meal for herself and for her son so that they could die after they finished the meal. It's important for us to know that unbelief is not as friendly as we think. Unbelief can be subtly destructive. Why? Because the root of unbelief is saying that God's word doesn't really happen. My feelings, what's happening around me is more real to me than the word of God. So unbelief is not giving the word of God its proper place of prominence. That's what unbelief is. But God is merciful. And God sent her a prophet to deliver her and her son from that terrible predicament. If you look at 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 15 to 16. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. One word. From the prophet, changed her from death to life. Saved her son from death to life. And provided for them, saved them out of poverty and lack. And she and her son did it many days. And the barrel of meal wasted now, neither did the cruise of oil fail. According to the word of the Lord which he spoke by Elijah. Where did Elijah, where did he get that word from? From the Lord. You and I can hear God if we would desire to hear him. 
If we don't live a life that keeps dismissing the word of God. Faith never stops. Faith never quits. Faith always obtains the prize. Point number four, faith crosses the line of the natural to the spiritual and obtains victory, listen to me, over devils and death. If you notice, Elijah and Elijah, both of them, they worked miracles. Both Elijah and Elijah. First Kings 17, 21 to 24. The Lord heard the voice of Elijah. Verse 22. And the soul of the child came into him again and he revived. Why did God listen to the voice of Elijah? The voice within. The voice within you comes from the word within you. The word within produces the voice that you speak on the outside. That's why Jesus said in Luke chapter 7, verse 14, he said, young man, I say unto you, arise. The word within us is the voice that comes out from the inside of us. It's the voice of faith. Point number five. Faith wins on the battlefield. Faith is not faith until you win on the battlefield. Faith works righteousness in a twisted, perverse, and immoral generation. It's very important for us to open our eyes and see the generation that we're living in and the generations that are upcoming. Faith aborts imminent danger. As we can see Daniel in the lion's den, the children in the fiery furnace. Faith defeats organized hostile armies. As we can see how Moses and the Israelites defeated Pharaoh and his army. Faith is a conquering voice. Faith is a spiritual force, a conquering voice. Let's look at Romans chapter 10 verse 17. We've heard this scripture for so long and so many times. So then faith comes by hearing and listen to this and hearing by the word of God. Now, this word, word, translated into English word, is the word in Greek, rhema. It actually means an utterance. It means a living voice. And that's why Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 4, the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Remember Elijah, when he heard God the word of God wasn't in his Bible, but the word of God was surely in his heart, in his inner years. It's the voice of God. Well, you can't be his sheep until you get born again by his spirit, right? In the same way, you can't hear God's voice until you come alive in your spirit, in the realm of the spirit. 
God is spirit. Until you get into the spirit, you won't hear him or contact him. Jesus said in John 6.63, he said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And that's why Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you must be born again. Until your spirit comes alive, you can't hear God. The written word is a result of the living voice. The voice comes first and then the word gets written. The voice of God is behind every word of God. It's the voice of love. God's love. Divine love. Not the short-sighted temperamental human love. It is God's love. And that's why you find in Galatians chapter 5 verse 6, faith which works by love. It's the love of God. So faith comes by hearing the living voice of God. The word comes alive to you because of that living voice. That's why you must have the spirit and the truth. The letter kills, but the spirit gives life. The reality is that you can hear God and still be doubting him. You can be walking with the answer and still be anxious. When you hear God, there is a supernatural mental that comes all over you. And no devils can touch you. So in Jesus' name, I command human anxiety to leave you. And heavenly peace to come all over you. Jesus said in, in John 16, 33, he said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So take this command from the commander. Faith is not an echo, but a pulsating, unquenchable voice that far surpasses all the noises in the human head. And from the world around you and from the demonic ram around you. The faith voice defeats the devil every time. Please know that even demons can quote scriptures. But Jesus is the living word. The voice of God in person. So are you. That's why Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, verse 22, what did he say? He said, speak to the mountain. He did not say, beg God to remove the mountain for you. He said, speak to the mountain. It's the voice that speaks. It's the force that conquers the wicked, vitalizes the weak, emboldens the timid, defeats the demons, and raises the dead. Faith is the roar of the lion of the tribe of Judah that shakes and breaks the enemy's camp. Faith puts you in control of whatever situation you are in. In a lion's den, in a furnace, in a killing field with hostile soldiers, in a demonic ram with demons and dragons of sicknesses and disease. Faith puts you in control, even when you're facing devils 
and lions of the dead. Faith runs to the battle. Faith does not just recall and faith does not just talk about past victory, the past victories of bears and lions. Faith runs to the battle. That's why David runs head on to Goliath. Faith charges full on and kills Goliath. And Christianity is called the faith. You can look it up yourself. Acts chapter 6 verse 7. Faith commands obedience, discipline, and responsibility. If you are a person of faith, you know what I'm talking about. And also with faith, there are what you should never think, say, or do. When you are in faith, when faith is in you, there's a warning in you not to say, think, or do certain things. At the same time, faith will load you with benefits that money can never buy, the world can never touch. Why? Because they are out of the reach of the realm of humans and demons. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Why is faith so important? Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Wow. Does it mean that God is very harsh? No. God is only pleased when we live by the victory. Jesus Christ. For how could he be pleased when his children are in captivity, enslaved by fear? Down in the gutter, in defeat, is unthinkable. And it's impossible that God would be pleased by that. Faith is absolute confidence in the word, the truth. A self-denying trust in God. To trust in God, you have to deny yourself. Jeremiah 17 verse 5. That saith the Lord God, cursed be the man that trusts in man and makes flesh his arm, whose heart departs from the Lord. There is a correct way to read your Bible. When you read your Bible, don't read it as God scolding you, chastising you, demanding, you know, putting demands on you. No. Your God loves you. When you read the Bible, take the word as God imparting his power into you, imparting his strength into you, imparting his love into you. Amen. That's why faith cometh by hearing. God is imparting faith into you, even now as you hear the word of God. So this is not a scolding, it's not a reprimand, but it is a statement, a fact, a warning against catastrophes. The enemy is working over time to get the people into believing what is bad. 
to get the people to believe in human experiences, human intelligence, the ways of men. Why? Because it's only through that he can defeat, trap, and enslave us. Without faith, failure is guaranteed. Every test in our life is a test of faith, a fight of faith. So as long as you don't depart from faith, you will always win. Faith is prophetic victory. I want you to look at Luke chapter 22, verse 31 to 33. This is so, so powerful and beautiful. The Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. What is this? This is foresight. Jesus could see what the devil were about to do to Simon. But I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when you are converted, strengthen your brothers. When it comes to prayer, some people think that, oh, you're so nice that you pray for me. No. Prayers are real business. It's not a social courtesy. It's not a religious act. When I pray, I'm not preaching. When I pray, I come against the devil and release the power of heaven on earth. Jesus prayed a prophetic prayer for Simon. Why? Because he knew that Simon was about to fail real bad. Jesus knew what the enemy was about to do to Simon. That's for knowledge. But here's the real deal. It's not just knowing what's about to happen. That's fortune telling. It's about changing your life, changing the future of your life, changing your destiny. And that's what Jesus had done. From weakness to strength, from failure to victory. Praise the Lord. Jesus said, I have prayed for you. Now for sure you will make it. So when somebody prays for you, when somebody lays hand and pray for you, you need to believe that the prayer works. Jesus said, I've prayed for you. You would pass this test. You would be strong. Now, when you're strong, go do the same to your other brothers and sisters. Rub on them. Praise God. What is this? This is violent faith. What is this? This is conquering faith. Faith is believing, trusting that God and his word are one. Amen. There is no future for us without faith. Why? Well, faith is God doing it, right? So if God cannot do it, who can? And if God will not do it, who should? Unbelief. What is unbelief? Unbelief is I can do it without God, in spite of God. And that's why unbelief is rebellion. It is pride. The spirit of unbelief is independent, rebellious. The spirit of unbelief is a devil. And it brings catastrophes to mankind. 
First Timothy chapter six, verse 12. What is faith? Faith is a fight. Fight the good fight of faith against unbelief. All the unbelief in the world around you. The source of unbelief, the spirit of rebellion, Lucifer himself. Faith is a fight. The fight of faith will get you to heaven, will get you to victory, will get you into God's agenda for your life. Remember Caleb. He said, we are well able to overcome it. Numbers 13, verse 30. And remember the apostle John, 1 John 5, 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. For this is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith. Amen. So you are a man and a woman of faith. You have the voice of faith and you roar like a lion against the enemy. We don't live by fear because we are not intimidated. We are a people of faith. Can I just pray for you now? In the name of Jesus, I rebuke every demon of intimidation, threatening, cowardice, fear. Get out in the name of Jesus. Get out of the soul of God's people. We repel you. We rebuke you in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, we bind every demon of sickness and disease, every spirit of affliction and oppression, command you to go, leave the bodies of God's people. For our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And no unclean thing can attach nor stay in God's temple. And in the name of Jesus, I come against a mental disease or mental harassments. Go right now. Every spirit of self-doubt, every spirit that belittle God's people, every spirit that comes against your dignity as a man and a woman in Jesus name. I rebuke that right now. Amen. You rise up and be counted. You are made in the image of God. You are somebody special. You are important. You are a soul soldier in the army of God. And in the name of Jesus, abort all the cares. They are not allowed to, they are not allowed to come on you. They are not allowed to live by you. They are not allowed to stick to you. Cut them off in the name of Jesus. Release the faith in God's provision. He provides for you. Jesus is your healer. Jesus is your provider. He provides even for you the desires of your heart. And finally, I rebuke all financial pressures against you. Bind all financial pressures, any kind of pressure. They are not allowed to harass you. They are not allowed to intimidate you. They are now to, not allowed to rob you of your peace. They are not allowed to rob you of your physical health. Bind the attack of every demon of pressure in Jesus' precious name. Now raise your hands 
and just thank the Lord and worship him and thank him. Worship him and thank him. Let's live in the heavenly realm. Let's continue to live in the spirit, walk in the spirit, and we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, and we will not give the devil, the tempter, a foothold. Praise God. Amen. Now let's go into tithes and offering. God bless you.